That would have been funnier if you had done it like 45 minutes from now. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I probably would have yeah. forgotten if I See, tried to wait that yeah. long. The payoff, the payoff of that would have been would have been tough, I think. Oh, come on. I'm Zach. <laughs> and I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 100 of Video Games Hot Dog. Riff is off to a great start. Yeah. Having said, yes, Zach, I'm ready to record. Hold on. Let me take a <laughs> giant swig of my purple water beverage. It's, it's, that's not purple. It's on the other side of a hat. So, <laughs> oh, it, oh, okay. I, listen, I see. <laughs> I have no, I've not yet developed a sense of object permanence, but I'm working on it. Right now, everything I can't see is purple. <laughs> How's it been, guys? Can you believe that we've done 100 episodes? Because we haven't. I was going to say, we're, we've only done 99. We've done 91. I don't oh, know what your joke shit. is in being off by eight. No, I mean, well, I was, I was just being off nine? by the fact that, that this, this being an episode that we have not yet finished does not count. Oh. Huh. Um, so why that's is, a slightly different joke. Why yeah. is it? Why is it 91? Well, because of all the tacos. Been, there have been nine video games tacos. Oh, there have been nine. Wow. I need yeah, to, there's a lot. Yeah. I need to 10%, catch up. 10% of our... Once they do 10, they're going to they're gonna set up their own website, their own feed. Gosh. They've already yeah, got a Facebook yeah. page, which we don't even have, so... Yeah, fuck it's... that. Jesus Christ, speaking of which, I just spent... <laughs> the, reason, the reason that so much time passed between you, uh, me telling you that we were about ready to record and me actually being ready to record is because I noticed... Something changed the day before yesterday or yesterday that made it so I started getting like 50 or 60 emails a day from Facebook. Wow. So mm. I, like every time somebody posts in this goddamn chat room for my girlfriend's internet friends club, <laughs> which I'm in, oh, you're that thing, is ruining, that that thing nice. is ruining Facebook. Every time I go onto the Facebook website, it's like, oh, hey, here's a chat room with some crazy shit going, and you can't shut it off. Every time you <laughs> shut it off, it's just going to pop back in front of, you know, like a cool poem about Jesus from your cousin or any of the other important things I might need to look at on Facebook. <laughs> but I, I was like, what the fuck, man? It, it is a trick. It is a goddamn trick. Facebook recognized that I had left. Facebook did something where it started sending me a bunch more emails so that I would log on again. Hmm. And then it was like, hey, welcome back to Facebook, buddy. Let us start harvesting some some data about you. You seem like you got some shit going on. I bet we could extort some information out of you and use it to annoy the fuck out of your friends. And uh, then I was like, you know what? F you, Facebook. I'm going away again. And now they've upped the ante. They're like... <laughs> They're like Tim Robbins sending letters to the to the state senate asking for library books. Huh. <laughs> they realized that if they sent me 10 emails that I would log back on to turn some email notifications off and then I just I did that and then left. So then they were like, "Hmm, I know. <laughs> Let's send him a thousand emails <laughs> so i logged on and I log like, in a hundred <laughs> times uh, i went through and you know dealt with a bunch of shit a bunch of like hey you might know these people and it's like nope i don't know anybody <laughs> i can't see them so they must be purple <laughs> so this isn't them yeah don't this know picture, any purple people this picture so. is not purple <laughs> um so yeah i spent a bunch of time dealing with Man, what the fuck, Kevin? Yeah, you use you use Facebook. I do. Yes. Can you explain to me what the fuck? 
Kevin, what the fuck, Facebook? I, the problem is I feel like I have a completely different relationship to computers and electronics and the world than you do. So, like, <clears throat> while I'm not you're Just because your f- penis is smaller than mine, right? I'm not necessarily a fan of, like, the way that Facebook handles its stuff, but, like, it's not so egregiously bad that I can't, like, tackle it. So when I log into Facebook, I see a screen, and my immediate reaction is, what the fuck is anything (laughs) on this screen? So, like, there's a thing at the top. Sometimes important stuff is at the top of a thing, right? This is a thing that I've learned from Mm -hmm. eating Sundays. Okay. (laughs) Um, So there's a, there's, so I got 39, two dudes, five worlds, and 17 uh, Charlie Brown saying something. Okay. So the, the what does that mean? Is, you have thirty nine probably friend requests. Okay. You have uh, what? what I, mean, I don't remember how Charlie, Charlie Browns you have. Uh, those are private how conversations many? that people. Did have you tried just to say start with Brown? You? Oh, Charlie Brown. Okay, Charlie that's what Browns. I said. Uh, okay. And then you have seven uh, notifications where you have been tagged. So a world with a five on it means that I've been tagged in seven things. Or five? Yeah, five five things that you've been tagged in. <laughs> Whatever. I don't. I can't remember the numbers. You were. I was trying to. Both understand your abstract representations of of the icons <laughs> and the numbers that you gave. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I clicked okay. on them. Yeah. And I think it made things appear in other frames. Well, no, a list will pop up, uh, and then that will clear the whole. That will get rid of the number, which unfortunately, like, there's still those things there that you haven't dealt with, but the number goes away. Hmm. Oh, wait, so. Facebook has things to deal with? Well, it, I mean, it, those friend requests, you either just leave them there forever or you say yes or you say, uh, I- instead of saying no, you say not now, which is... <laughs> not now, way. not ever. Yeah. Oh, but see, it looks, it looks like you friended several people earlier today. That's a thing that I can oh, see. Oh, good. So now everybody who I didn't friend knows that I'm <laughs> not nowed them. And now I'm no, an no, asshole. No, only people that are already friends with you can see that you friended people. Oh, well, they'll tell them. <laughs> My, the, 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 the forces aligned against me have eyes everywhere, Kevin. This is one thing you must have learned about me by now. Considering from, that from, you're from being my buddy two of those eyes. There are people that you friended people that I don't even know. See, that's, that's, how, that's how broad your social networks are. Oh, yeah, that's how, that is the extent to which we did not go to the same high school. (laughs) Um, And our families are not the same. Though we are bros, by every possible definition of the word bros, we are not literally brothers. Right, right. Uh, So then on the left-hand side is a bunch of, like, links to take you to probably garbage that you don't want to deal with. On the far right side... I would argue, Kevin, that everything <laughs> on every side is garbage I don't want to deal with. On the far right side is uh, a pane that is divided in two, the top half of which is like uh, instant notifications. Uh, like, I just got one that said you are friends with Matthew Wagner, which is great. Um, and then the bottom half is like a chat that you can turn on if you want. Uh, and then just to the left of that... Wait. Does that mean that ads. does that mean that Matthew Wegner accepted a friend request for me in the last two minutes? I don't know because that there was a list of like people you may know, and there were like nine hundred people that I didn't know, and like three people that I did. Yeah, that that so he accepted your friend request in the last thirty seconds or 
minute. Yeah. He's he, so, he is a dude that it sits in front of a computer. He's on Facebook all the time. Sure. That's weird because I also have seen a bunch of things in the world that he has accomplished. <laughs> right. We saw some photographs that he took. Um <clears throat> So when I looked at Facebook, the thing that it apparently thought was important enough to show me was a conversation between my cousin and a bunch of strangers about my cousin's wedding from 2011. Okay, I think it might have been like their anniversary, which so they would have brought up, brought it up via pictures or something, right? Like that's a thing that happens, right? Like a, a, a married couple might post a picture of their you know, their reception and be like, oh, it's been two years. Hasn't it been awesome or whatever, right? And then their friends might comment on it or whatever. And that might be the top. You probably, the default sorting is top stories. Random garbage. No, so, so okay. So underneath the search bar, there is like a update status. And then below that, uh, in that sort of middle frame where all the stories are, there's a sort colon. It probably says top stories. You probably want to change that to most recent. See, every time I see a button that says assort colon, it randomizes the order of all the diverticula in my uh, in my large intestine. Yeah. Um, so what we've decided our gimmick is for episode number 100 is the worst possible episode of any podcast <laughs> in which one person explains to another person who does not care <laughs> how Facebook works right now. Yeah. So the problem is one minute from now, oh, that's Facebook, they'll, they'll Facebook will have changed whole... everything about everything. So this I guess this is some sort of potentially an interesting historical archa- snapshot. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a, this is a little, uh, a little time capsule of, oh, this is how horrible Facebook was. This was the exact way in which Facebook was horrible. Uh, yeah. So top stories is is that way that Facebook organizes things that we hate, which is basically a bunch of things that are randomly. neither stories nor at the top of anything. So wow. top stories is like, oh, this is something that some stranger said to your cousin about his 2011 wedding. Apparently, yes. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, maybe I will stop getting all those fucking emails now, at least, and I don't have to think about Facebook for another six months. Or maybe they're just going to triple down. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I just try to start using Facebook. The one thing that I was that I was thinking earlier was, you know, I got too much time and not enough shit to do. What could I <laughs> What could I put into my life that that would allow me to non productively spend hours just getting angry? <laughs> At my friends for not understanding that nuclear power is a good idea. Jeremy Bornstein (laughs) also uh, accepted your friend request. See, you know, as long as you're, this is so. The the only problem that comes in is also one of our Kickstarter backers. How how awesome is that? It's so when I need news. Oh, oh, sweet! One out of the thirty-seven hundred out of the way. the 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 thing the thing about facebook is i feel like facebook serves the purpose to a man nowadays that that man's wife would have served <laughs> 25 years ago which is telling them oh I'll say life is fleeting. You should probably say hello to your relatives every once in a while because you're all going to be dead very, very soon. Right. Um, which is normal. That's what a wife does, right? Sure. It's a constant. Also, my wife is a skull, and her name is Memento Mori, and she sits on my desk. <laughs> Memento no. Mori. I'm going to put that in the uh, names list. Memento Mori. That's not M-A-U-R-Y. That's Memento Maureen. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah, that's my wife, Memento Maureen. Um, no, but the problem, see, the problem, Kevin, is yeah. that you're the person that tells me when it's somebody's birthday. Yes. Sometimes Dave tells me when it's somebody's birthday, but nobody ever tells me when it's your birthday. So I always forget. 
I used to be married to a person who's who had the same birthday as you. Right. So you and if I had forgotten her, her if if I had ever forgotten her birthday, the way that you would be able to tell that is that video games hot dog would not exist because I would have been murdered in my sleep. <laughs> so what, it was um, incumbent upon me to remember it at that point. So do you, didn't you just forget? Like, is it possible that you have especially forgotten my birthday because it has? Yeah. That terrible yeah. I'm like I'm gonna double forget everything that was supposed to be important to me then. That's also when I stopped doing my job. So, that's what I've been doing for the last four or five minutes prior to the show. Uh, what, about, what about you, Kevin? Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I started tweeting. I guess that was a week or two ago, so that's not really news. But yeah, I started like paying attention to, to Twitter more regularly. And it's been a mixed bag. It's a lot more information than I really want like shoved in my face all the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but I was just telling Riff that Twitter is a tool for reminding me of the most recent embarrassing thing I said to someone, right. a public figure that I respect when I was drunk. <laughs> uh, in this case, it's me telling Patrick Klepek that he should eat a hard, a hard boiled egg dipped in chocolate sauce. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. Huh. But that's just going to sit there until I say something else even more embarrassing to some <laughs> other person. Oh, are you... I see. These are things that you have actually said to people over Twitter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ben. Uh, yeah, huh. I, I assume that those are things that you said to people in real life that they then tweeted. And for some reason, that was somehow like... No, no, that top of your no, feed. That never, that never happens. No, these are the last things that I post. Because I never say anything. In right, the world, they, yeah. What? See, I, I like for my I like for my communication to not be the many to many that is Twitter, but the one to many that is this mountain that we sit on top of and mm. issue decrees in the form of podcasts. Huh? I never really thought of it that way. Yeah, you should ask for more shit. <laughs> what do you want, Riff? Ask our listeners for something right now. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, I mean, we've just been to dinner, so I'm full. I I have something. What's that? Find me a fucking place to live in San Francisco. <laughs> right? Like, that's what I want. From our I listeners. got nervous the other day when you said to me that if I wanted to help look for places that you would appreciate it. And I and normally, normally when something like that enters my consciousness, when I think, okay, so I need to find a place to live in San Francisco, mm-hmm. I think, all right, step one. Tell Kevin to find a place to live in San Francisco. <laughs> Step two, get drunk, and then say something stupid about a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> Step three, move into place that Kevin found. In yeah. San Step three, move into place that Kevin found, and that always works. Yeah. Every se- I, I'm beginning to think that maybe the second step is not necessary, but I'm afraid to stop because it might not work. I, I'm I'm not nervous yet, but I I have not had any luck following any of the leads that uh, I have found on my own or that the like the small network of people that I've had has been sort of helping me so I um I widened the net and I asked a bunch more people to like start looking for places or to recommend things to me and uh I've gotten some some more leads but yeah I'm I don't know it's it's what are you what are you offering as incentive to those people are you my, are you my gratitude you're not going to you say like if you find me a place to live in San Francisco you will be the proud owner of a handsome gift basket with artisanal salamis. 
I hadn't I hadn't thought of that, but uh, that is an excellent idea. A thank you note works a lot better if it's written in some sort of food. Hmm. Written on salami. Sure, written in salami. Okay, so what you do is you you use a router to dig thank you in channels into the side of a salami. You mm-hmm. stuff that with cheese. Oh, delicious. Yeah. That'd be pretty good, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. The delicious flavor of gratitude. Bake it 350 degrees for 15 minutes. You're sold. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That'd make it hard to cut. You'd need to sort of embed. You do it like Fimo beads, <laughs> except each bead beads. is a different letter of thank you for finding us an apartment in San Francisco. Enjoy your single letter slices of salami. What are Fimo beads? Fimo, beads made of Fimo clay? I've never heard of them. Mm, hippies make them. Okay. I mean, I probably have seen them. I just probably did not know that they were called Fimo beads. It is, it is a kind of clay that the way that you often make these beads is like the way you'd make a sushi roll. Right? So you roll different colors okay. of clay together into sure. tubes, and then you cut them, and then there's like Mickey Mouse. Except it's not Mickey Mouse, because that's anti-corporate. Unless... It's a, a specific version of Mickey Mouse that was also used on some blotter acid. Yeah. Like he's got an eye patch or something. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or, or like a spiral of lightning bolts coming out of his head. Yeah, and yeah. Also, he's a skull. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, maybe people don't really use Fimo clay anymore to make Fimo beads. Maybe that was a maybe that was a thing like going to ska shows that just dates me now. That you misheard it and they were all actually carved out of bone and they're femur beads. Uh, that could be. They could have been uh, beads that were issued to people whose homes were destroyed in an earthquake. Right. Fema beads. Fema, 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 yeah. Fema beads. Fema beads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Riff. <laughs> Save us. <laughs> Would you like oh, to hear man. about something I've done? The kind of pressure yes. that I put on yeah. you Perhaps that you never that, ever uh, rise yeah. to. Perhaps so some I sort of video I, game that you've been playing. Oh yeah, have you been playing any uh, video games? We, we can do that. We're, we're not to that, but yet I, yeah, we are. I still have something that isn't oh. a video game. Oh my game, god, actually. what riff? Uh, an anime. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, like a video game. Asshole. Base driving by. Um, actually, there's this uh, anime series I've been watching called Night Raid 1931 that is actually pretty interesting. It's. Uh, I think it's it takes par- place in the seventies. It's. It's. Uh, I think it's part of Japan's new spring TV lineup, and they're they're nearly simulcasting it. Is um, this like a on stream through like Crunchyroll.com? That is a clockwork television that is driven by a spring. Is that Possibly, but that's not. That's not how I'm watching it. Um, that's uh, Night Raid 1931. It's a. Um, it's a spy riff. That was a no, and you. Yeah. You're supposed. To- <laughs> It's because I'm trying to I'm trying to finish the sentence before I fi- forget how it goes. So, <laughs> it's uh, it's a story about this group of pancakes uh, spies. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> Let's go on to video All right. games. <laughs> I'm sorry, Riff. I'm sorry. <sighs> I don't even know if this is interesting to like more than three people listening. Well, if I'm any indication, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not. Uh, so it's uh, it's a series about this small group of military intelligence spies from J- the Japanese military operating in mainland China in 1931. Okay. 
so it's it's pretty uh, I don't want to say straightforward because that sounds boring but it's it's played straight it's not like comical or anything it's um, fairly serious like vintage style spy stories uh, but the twist is that all these guys in this squad have sort of minor supernatural powers like there's one guy who can teleport but only within line of sight and there's another guy who can create a sort of telekinesis field but it only works for three minutes and things like that so it's got kind of an interesting twist but it's like the last two episodes i saw the the powers weren't even used or really referred to much at all so it's apart from this this slight twist it's uh it's played pretty straight and it's pretty interesting stuff if you like a a vintage pre-world war ii spy drama and it's a it's a currently ongoing series yeah samurai champloo was like there were definitely like little funny bits or whatever but it was played mostly just sort of as like an unfolding story i don't even remember there being that much like fighting and stuff in it it was like just like character interactions a lot of the time (laughs) that's that's one of the things that i like about japanese tv uh over American TV is that the Japanese series, for the most part, it's not true of all series, but a lot of them will be this series is 26 episodes long and that's it. And then it's and, done. Yeah. yeah, and then it's done and it will have a complete story arc from one end to the other. I feel like the American ethos of this thing is popular, therefore we must try to milk as much like money out of it via keeping it in production and getting advertising revenue or whatever is, is really unfortunate for the sake of artistic vision and storytelling. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember there being, it, it seems like the sort of like serious serial drama being popular in the U S is a fairly recent Hmm. development. Right, I mean, there were soap operas, which were serious serial dramas that just went on forever. Yeah, I think it's mainly because of <clears throat> imports from like uh, Japan and and England had had similar stuff with like Tinker mm-hmm. Tailor Soldier Spy was like six episodes or something. See, I, I feel like I would have said that it was HBO sort of popularizing okay. that with. But even HBO will keep something going if it's good, right? Like they will if it's getting sorry, not good, but if it is generating revenue making money yeah i don't know i don't know when they decide to stop like i don't know why rome was only two seasons i don't know why carnival was only two seasons i assume that it wasn't like six seasons i think yeah yeah i mean hbo has a weird market because you know they are not they're not slave to advertisers but they have real numbers about who joins who watches what service right i guess what the point that i was trying to make though is that if american television did not typically content-wise have serious serial dramas, then it makes sense that the model that was applied to just, like, sitcoms or whatever, or, you know, sensationalist news shows or whatever long-running things were, like, it isn't surprising that they would run a show the exact same way, even though that show's content doesn't benefit from being run that way. Hmm. Right? Like, you know... Sitcoms can't ever get stupid. <laughs> they don't have to. I mean, like, like what I'm saying is, you can you can mess with a sitcom a lot, and nobody really cares, hmm. right? As long as one of the main actors doesn't die. Now, even then, yeah. Sometimes even, then, it's still even fine. then, yeah. 
<clears throat> they'll bring in the the uncle instead of the to replace the father or whatever. And then they make a joke about it on Roseanne when mm. they replace the older daughter. They act like nobody's going to notice. That's Didn't right. they replace the older sister on uh, the Wonder Years? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember him having an older sister. Yeah. On the Wonder yeah. Years. She left and she was a hippie, and then she came back and she was a different hippie. Huh. I think. Mm-hmm. The Oracle in the Matrix, I think, either died or didn't want to do the second. Oh, yeah. No, she died. She died yeah. after the first one, I think. Yeah. That should have been a sign that the second and third Matrix movies didn't need to be made. <laughs> the Oracle died. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, oh, okay. I I disagree with basically everyone, and and I still think that the second Matrix was a good movie. Like, the, there are some really interesting ideas that they explore in there that I felt like the first one was kind of. Like the, the idea one. of going to a dance party and then crying. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to look at Keanu Reeves' butt. Because, oh, right. Because they finally installed a butt mirror in Keanu Reeves' capsule. Which is like, <laughs> oh, no. Now I have to look at my butt all the time. Didn't they realize that there was also a face mirror? <laughs> this is torture. I'm going to sacrifice myself. See, they knew. The elders of Zion knew. That in order to convince Keanu that he needed to sacrifice himself for the greater good, they were going to have to drive him away by forcing him to look at his own butt. <laughs> okay, video games. Yeah. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Riff. Uh, okay, I actually played a couple things that I wrote down. Um, there's a really interesting uh, point-and-click adventure called Goro Gora, uh, G-O-R-O-G-O-R-A, which is, it's not completed yet, but he's put out a demo build of what he's got so far. And it's um, it's really gorgeous looking. It's, oh, I think we talked about this before. Did you? Or it, I, 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 I don't remember. I played it. I played, the, okay. I played it like a year ago. I, I, parts of it that were. I posted it in our chat recently. Okay. Um, it's really luscious, hand-drawn art. It looks like a colored pencil art sketches. And uh, mechanically, it's really neat. Um, the The way it works is your screen is divided into four quadrants because four is how many you have when it's quadrants. Um, and the scenes that you're pointing and clicking in each take up one corner of, of that square. And part of the mechanic is that you can drag a scene from one square to another square and you know if there's another scene already in that destination they swap but some scenes when you go to drag them it will be revealed that that scene is made up of multiple layers so for example you might have a painting in a in a picture frame and when you go to drag it the frame pulls away separately and you see that the painting that was behind it that you only saw this section of, you now see the entire scene of it and it's now a new scene that you can interact with. And the picture frame that you've put over some other scene is now, you know, is now that painting. It's difficult to, it's difficult to describe yeah, because it's kind of difficult to comprehend. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting and surprising in a lot of ways. Like there's scenes where uh, you'll have a scene with an open doorway and you can, you can see the little bit of the room behind it. But when you drag it away, the entire background and, including the door frame moves but the room behind it does not and now you can see that entire room 
and now something else is behind that right. door. So, so then you quadrant. drag the room that you're in, which yeah. has a door on the opposite side right. to that to that new background, and then that lets you that lets your little dude walk you through walk, that walk door through it. Or into the be, different uh, background. Two scenes that if you position them next to each other, they become like part oh, of right. the same longer environment. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. Um, I was really impressed with it, and I can't wait to see the rest it, of it it looks the art reminds me of uh if, when i think of it i i can't separate it in my head from some of the art from perry bible fellowship hmm. Hmm. like it's it's just it's okay. like a similar it's like a similar color palette but, but yeah there's a lot more detail i mean it's like it's like a it's like if, it's like the sort of thing he could have drawn if he wasn't doodling out cartoons yeah but it's also like it's like a it's like a like a like a whimsical version of Edward Gorey yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Like it's it's really detailed woodcut looking stuff, but it's not like it's not like a Dore sort of like we're all gonna die from these <laughs> monsters, and it's not an Edward Gorey like we're all gonna die from these monsters. It's like a, oh hey look, there's a, there's a tree growing in a park. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's really good. Uh, Goro Gora was the name of it. Um, the other thing I've been messing around with is. Uh, this guy uh, called Hypixel, uh, who's one of the big um, map creators on uh, Minecraft these days. He does a lot of like adventure maps and uh, themed PvP-specific maps. He set up this giant public uh, Minecraft server that can take 900 simultaneous users. And it's basically a giant uh, lobby for all these different PVP things he's done. Uh, eventually it'll have, you can go, you can log into it and then log in and play one of his adventure maps. Uh, those aren't installed yet, but at the moment you can go in and play like his uh, Minecraft interpretation of a Quake death match and receive like coins for it that you can spend in the little Minecraft store to get new hats and stuff. And it's because it's all this Minecraft front end. You've got the the Minecraft chat, and you can wander around and look at the pretty incredible architecture that he's built into these lobby areas, and and uh, mess around and look at other people's skins of the nine hundred other people that are logged in. And it's it's pretty impressive. It's really cool, and it's completely free so long as you already own Minecraft. Uh, so it's definitely worth checking out. The huh. the, the uh, server address is mc.hypixel, which is spelled H-Y-P-I-X-E-L dot net. And uh, my Minecraft name is Rifflesby, if you happen to see me in there. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. What about you, Kevin? <clears throat> if, if people see you in there, if, doesn't that mean that you're not at your Minecraft home and so they could just go to your Minecraft house and rob you of all your Minecraft possessions? You know, your diamonds and <laughs> well, they, uh, cats. They could not log into the server that I actually keep that house on. So. Are you oh, yeah? sure? What if they I gain hope so. access illegally, like a good burglar? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Good Burglar that movie with uh, Keenan and Callan? <laughs> That's not that's not hamburger. I have no idea if that's the right black guys or not. I'm awful. Key appeal? <laughs> no, it's definitely not that. I'm pretty sure that Good Burger is a movie that had some some cast in common with Keenan and Kel, which was some Nickelodeon show oh, that wow. if I were slightly younger <laughs> I would know about. Yeah. No idea. Uh let's see here. What have I been playing? I uh I played some more Twine games, actually. Oh, yeah. 
I went and I played Depression Quest. I don't know if either of you guys have checked that out. No, I've heard a lot about it. I have heard it. about it. The guy, one of the the let, uh, Let's Players that I really like, Super Good Friend, has been streaming some playing of that on uh, Twitch TV, although I haven't, I haven't watched that one yet. I mean, I feel like you should just play it rather than watch a Let's Play. <laughs> Because it is mostly just reading text yeah. on the screen. I mean, I guess that you know they might have some commentary or whatever, but um, it's it's. I don't necessarily consider myself a good writer, but I feel like I can still say that I did not find the writing in it particularly well crafted. Hmm. Um, that well, I mean, said, the reason that you don't think of yourself as a good writer is because your your reading level is above your writing level, and you recognize that, right? Huh. So, maybe, maybe. I, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. But, I, but like the, I, I recognized. I feel like that the 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 writing in the in Depression Quest was not amazing, and yet wh- I I decided to just sort of ignore my aesthetic objections to it and just just get into it, and it is surprisingly affecting. Like it is, it is really. Maybe I mean I have suffered with depression and depression you know type issues in the past and and actually sort of going through this attempt to sort of make I, you know it's basically an attempt to to explain what depression is like to people who might not have ever experienced it. And so if you would if you had written a twine uh, a twine account of your depression, it would just be like every day you're presented with a choice: play World <laughs> of Warcraft or do your fucking job. And every day you had to play World of Warcraft because do your fucking job was apparently not an option. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Kevin, your 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 physical and mental health are of paramount importance to me as your as your friend, as your employer. Um, but yeah, the important thing about your episodes of depression were the way in which they affected me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to see a lot more World of Warcraft when I was uh, when I was depressed. That's true. I'm glad that you. Uh, I'm glad that you moved to where the sun shines, and you're not sad anymore. Chicago, yeah, <laughs> a basement in Chicago. Yeah, That's great. Exactly. I'm glad that your girlfriend bought a fake sun to put in <laughs> your apartment. Jesus Christ, that light is bright. Um, yeah, so I would, I would definitely uh, recommend playing through Depression Quest, and you know, be- bearing through the the what you might consider sort of. Is it more or less of a bummer than Dancer in the Dark? <laughs> that's that's sort of my my line of what I'm willing to interact with. It is probably less of a bummer than Dancer in the Dark. Okay. It depends on how you play it. Like it has it has some interesting sort of mechanics to it. It um, you have effectively what are three stats. One is your depression level. One is whether you're seeing a therapist and if so like how often how much and one is like whether you're taking any medications to help with your depression um and so you your ability to navigate experiences is moderated by those things like it does a thing which i think is pretty clever which is not it's which is something i've seen in other games but it, it works particularly well here which is you will see a bunch of options some or almost all of them will be crossed off because you can't do them based on your stats, hmm. right? Um, so, like, 
you know, if you're really, really depressed, you, you won't like most of the things that, that are, would be options for someone. You just don't even, you can't even consider those. Um, and it's like, do I want to do this, this one thing or this slightly less awful thing? Does it have some options that are not feasible for you to ever actually acquire? Uh, I think so. The, in the very first set of choices, where you have made no decisions at that point, there's already some crossed off stuff. Neat. So I think it's just introducing that idea. Is that always is that always the first one, and you never get that again, or are they? Does it generate the set of choices? It was the first one in the two times that I played through. I played through okay. it once, where I chose the sort of most depressed path that I could, because I wanted to see sort of the depth that you could go to, and then I played through it a second time, taking what I felt like was the most proactive attempts to avoid it and you get pretty it is a very different experience doing those two different playthroughs and there's probably some interesting stuff in the middle ground that i never saw Um, as opposed to just a being a continuum somewhere between those two yeah i mean because there's a couple of discrete things that you can do that change that have pretty significant effects on on later stuff like I mean, like it sounds dumb, but like you can you can decide to get a cat or not, and like that will have a cascading effect on stuff that you can do. I mean, that um, will obviously make everything better because cats are awesome. Well, sure. And in this particular in this game, it it, it also agrees with you there. Oh um, no, the cat shit in your mouth while you were sleeping. <laughs> you deserve this, you asshole. Uh, you know, so, Riff, to evaluate it relative to Dancer in the Dark, you have to first figure out like bad shit happens to everybody, but is bad shit funnier? or less funny when it happens to Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hmm. I mean, Bjork is pretty inherently funny, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's already a high baseline of additional comedy. Right. So we don't know, really, yeah. what I guess Dancer it's in hard the Dark to say. meant to you. Yeah. <laughs> You have a uh, you have a relationship in the game. Uh, I think in the game you are either a straight male or uh, a lesbian because you are dating a woman. <laughs> I don't know that they ever, if you are ever, like, told what what gender you are. Um, And I thought at first that your significant other, they were not going to tell you what gender your significant other was. And I was like, man, that's going to... It was like an It's Pat sketch from Saturday Night Live. Your your girlfriend's name is Alex, right? Uh, So I was like, oh, man. Are they going to torture the pronouns to make this work? And then they totally, they, I think, I, I think maybe that was their initial intent and they were like, oh yeah, this is not working. So they, they, Alex is a she, but I don't think, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that they ever specify what gender you are, which I think is good. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's meant to try to be available to, right. to anybody that's, well, cause I mean, it's, it's, you know, general rule, you can err on the side of everybody loves titties. <laughs> true. True. Uh, yeah. So that was, it, you know. I, I liked I liked it a lot. I I, I thought it was a, a good project. It had like a soundtrack. Each, um, each page had, like a, a graphical image that was sort of, like played into what was going on. It, it's it's definitely worth checking out. When you said that you didn't think that the writing was objectively that good, yeah. I guess objectively is a bad way of putting it. Yeah, but, yeah. So how did it? I felt that the writing in Howling Dogs, the prose, was actually really good. Yeah, I mean, I, that, exactly, right? Like, I, I felt like the there was an economy of words. There was, so, like, a very evocative imagery. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like in Depression Quest, it is erring on the side of being very PC, very, like, 
overly descriptive like it's 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 laborious like ponderous i guess is like is a way that i would put it it's like it's like a dickens maybe yeah you know you know and that's just the way that i i read it maybe that's just you know that maybe that's just totally subjective and that i just i didn't connect with the 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 prose that way but you can you can read it and tell me what you think how long did it take you to have what you feel is a fair experience with (sighs) there is a lot of content in there i would say an hour or two hours to go through both both sides of it really okay um, i still have not i i intended to play brace with emily after you told oh, me oh yeah that that's what I. that's really do. short that is like a that's like a 10 minute thing okay so we just haven't been uh one of us room. has always been busy at home when we were both at home at the same time uh, and then I played, so another Twine game that I played was a game for Davis. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, this is a... Jim Davis, creator of the hilarious uh, cartoon strip Garfield? No, Ashley Davis. Uh, Anthony Birch is oh. going on like a, went on like a two-week trip uh, for work, and he wrote a game for his wife uh, with 12 different endings so that if she wanted to, she could play through it each day, getting to a different ending while he was gone. Um and it is. Well, that is the fucking adorablest thing. Oh my god! No, you have wait until you play the fucking game. It is ridiculous. It is. It is. So so, Anthony Birch is an excellent writer, and the writing in that. And the just, first choice is who's a cutie pie snuggly honey bunch. <laughs> no, and the choices is, are I am or you are. There Does is, his wife has uh, there the, is the some same name as his sister? Yes. That yeah. must be so confusing. They're spelled differently, so that helps slightly that's even more confusing okay um but it is there is definitely some like saccharineness to it but it he man he pulls it off in a way that like you still want to keep reading it and it's you know it's self-deprecating and and very funny and like the endings are are pretty variable and pretty great like it is it and that's like you know maybe a 45 minute 30 30 minute read through if you read all go through every link um the first ending (laughs) The first ending, which is uh, you know a little bit of a spoiler, but it's it's very sudden, is uh, like one of the first choices you have is are we, do you want to order a pizza? Yes or no? And if you say no, uh, he divorces you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's it's good. Uh, so that so the, but that was an example of something that didn't really have any systems. It's it's a, it's just sort of a nonlinear choose your own adventure sort of narrative. Whereas I felt like Depression Quest actually had systems in it that were more, you know, not to bring this discussion up again, but were more game-like as opposed to just sort of non-linear narrative. It's interesting yeah, I mean, that Twine of... is robust enough to to handle that sort of thing. It, I did, I wasn't aware that it had know, that kind it of... It takes alarmingly little in the way of systemic robustness hmm. for the engine to do that stuff. I mean, I guess like, that's true. You know, we, we in a day designed and implemented the, like dialogue scripting language yeah, for KOL yeah. and you can totally just make a game in that. Yeah, I've right? been doing I mean, some pretty complicated very, stuff in that. Very, so yeah, that's very, true. very straightforward state tracking and then you just, I mean, any, anything it can't do, you can basically fake it. Like, mm. it's got inputs and it's got outputs. Mm. You know, like, Turing completeness is almost a thing. <laughs> right? Like, once you can once you can take input, deliver output and store state, mm-hmm. you can more or less make how or make a nand gate yeah yeah Yeah. as soon as you can make a nand gate you can make everything else out of that uh yeah so that that's that's something that like it was interesting going from depression quest straight to that because it was the writing was so 
so different mm-hmm. and it's like it's so much more accessible and that's that's i think the where the distinction comes is like depression quest is sort of plotting and slow and while while affecting you kind of have to really ex- like i don't know suspend your disbelief almost whereas with uh, a quest or what was it a, a game for davis like you're you're drawn in immediately by the the sort of the ease of the prose and then he can sort of take you wherever he wants and i feel like that's a that's frustrating right because it's like you know you might have a, a bunch of good ideas for a system but if you're not a good writer it's going to be that much harder to like engage an audience right mm-hmm. so because what was that like i think last year 2012 gdc there was that cool talk by uh richard le marchand that was like systems are not a good way to to get your players attention but they are once they are engaged it is a good way to hold their attention right Mm -hmm. um so yeah um that's right i played a little bit of binding of isaac because melissa was has been going nuts with that um and I just broke down and started looking at the wiki. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not breaking down. That's playing the game. Okay, and so it was. It was a little more accessible, but it's still hard as fuck. I still have no, not like been drawn into it the way that she has. Um, that is actually surprising. When I saw her, into it? yeah, I saw her pop up on Steam as playing Psychonauts, and I was like, oh, looks like that brief love affair with Binding of Isaac is over. Nope, she's huh. back. She's Good. back in Binding of Isaac good um partially because uh Psychonauts does not run well on her computer which mm, is like five I years see. old at this point um and then i played um a ranger the because it was free yeah and it's i thought it was pretty fun did you beat it yeah it was like an hour maybe wow it's super short no <laughs> yes it's super short so tell I, I'm not familiar with this one. That's okay, the one so that Ranger I kept getting mad at is a role-playing game uh, where you're you are wandering around this world doing quests, mostly just like I need this item, and you go find the item and you bring it to this person. Um, so those kinds of like fetch quests, kind of things, a little bit of puzzle stuff. But the you are often either solving problems for people by doing mini games, where there's just sort of random Mario Party style little mini games um or you are helping somebody out by uh making them feel better about something by playing some music for them uh which is represented by like a uh, gradius game it's it's weird it's like yeah there's like their brain you like go into their like brain and their brain is floating uh back and forth and you are shooting it with uh your instrument each instrument has a different sort of kind of shot and you are trying to sort of increase their happiness with that particular instrument up to a certain threshold before the music loops end, because you get like usually like three loops of their particular song, um, and they respond better to different instruments, and they have their brains have different kinds of defenses. Hmm. Um, yeah. So. Hmm. I feel like I put at least an hour into it, and. I was probably pretty close to finishing it, but there were some of the mini games that the controls were so bad that I just couldn't win them. Well, were you doing the D-pad or the 
uh, point and click. I think the point, the point and click. Yeah. So I did the D pad most of the game, and I would switch back and forth depending on the mini game, and that made a huge difference. Mm. Yeah, I never bothered to do that. Because I like also the... only really ever played it when I was pretty drunk. So. Okay. <laughs> well, see, I mean, I feel like play it, play it sober. You'll probably wrap it up real quick. It might be much harder having taken a break from it because I don't know that you'll remember where everything. Yeah. Is. I also don't feel like it's that important that I finish it. I think I actually deleted it off of my phone. <laughs> okay. So if I got it again, I would be starting over anyway. Uh, all right. All right. It, I, you know, I appreciated the art style. It was very, you know, it's very pixel graphics. Uh, and the, the tone was really light and fun, you know? Yeah. I, I, I kept but, coming back to it, and it, it, like, it, it had enough promise that I was mad at the bad things about it, as opposed to just like giving up and walking away. From and the it. bad things about it were the mini games. Yeah, I felt like the bad things about it were just the shitty controls and the way in which the shitty controls made the mini games just fucking impossible. I am rather surprised. the shitty controls were the only things that made the mini games even a little bit challenging. I am surprised that every game that has a D-pad has not just acknowledged the superiority of the Mage Gauntlet style control. Where it's it's an invisible D-pad that you don't that like doesn't it's not even a D-pad it's you put your finger on the screen and if you move it up a little bit wherever that is, mm-hmm. it just goes up right and then you can move it to the right and then it starts moving right and you can go diagonal by moving it up that like it's it <laughs> yeah I've started not even downloading games if I see like a a D-pad a in the in the screenshot yeah yeah like a ranger tries to meet you halfway it, it it wherever you put your finger down the D-pad will appear but then it is a fixed D-pad yeah on the screen and that's just not the way to do it like there's yeah I like Mage Gauntlet like just nailed it and I don't understand why other games haven't I don't maybe they haven't I, you know it, I don't know I don't know that nailing it for you is the same as nailing it for uh, everybody else right that's true that's like, a good point it, it's you know, you and I both really liked uh, that Space Miner. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Something or Asteroids O-R-E RPG bust? Yeah, yeah, Asteroids yeah. RPG. That one, you know, had a that had pretty good fake controls. You know, sure. it was good enough that we both played all the way through it. Like, but you know, that's not going to work for every game, right? Because that was kind of. It was not not real Robotron, right? You were always shooting the way that you were facing. Yeah, I mean, you, what that one was like rotate, rotate and thrust, and yeah, that's different. That's different than a D pad. Yeah, you know the dig, I dig it. Mm-hmm. Those controls are pretty good on the phone, but terrible on the iPad. Oh really? yeah, for whatever reason, even though it was the same, I think it was maybe just like oh, turns out if you scale a D pad up. 4x in each direction it doesn't work as well because you don't you don't suddenly get huge thumbs when you use an ipad (laughs) well i'm glad you took advantage of a ranger being free yeah i mean i think you mentioned it didn't you i did okay in the forums yeah the forums forums that everybody should check out because there have been some really good discussions in there yeah there have like when i was telling people that twine was potentially valid as a platform because it did support arbitrary systems mm-hmm. and everybody was like no it's just for pretentious dummies <laughs> and by everybody i mean doglord 420 <laughs> shut up doglord 420 we had a fun conversation I mean, about the plot awesome. of uh, bioshock yeah in there no, I, I like everybody in those forums. Yeah. Except for Doglord 420. I mean, <laughs> I, especially Doglord 420. I assume that you you hated the uh, the Twine game that I sort of made the intro to. No, not at all. 
Oh, okay, because you, you didn't say anything, so I was like, oh. No, because I want you to. Anything. I want you to finish it. I don't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Like I didn't want to change those particles by observing them. Huh. Okay. Man, I don't know about you are you. You know, every <laughs> once in a while, you will write something for KOL, and you will say, "I don't think this is any good." And I will go in, and I'll be like, "You know, this isn't quite the tone. There are some things about this that I would change, and I do." But in general, you are way too self-conscious about your writing. I don't know. I I don't feel, I don't feel think of myself as a good writer, and it, I feel like it takes me a million years. No, I, that is certainly a thing that makes you a bad writer from a technical standpoint. Is that it takes <laughs> you a thousand times as long as any of the rest of us to write something. But you know, that's why you never finished your beer blog. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Anything else? No, that's it. Mm. Um, I don't remember. I, I have this, I constantly have this fear, except about bags of potato chips. Have I told you guys <laughs> about these fucking bags of goddamn potato chips that I, He's Zach, am too old potato chip bags. to open and eat the delicious potato chips out of? Has this happened more than once? I, yeah. I don't even know. Um, I feel like I talked about Starseed Pilgrim last week, but I, apparently I didn't. I played I a think fuckload so. of Starseed Pilgrim. I think this way the last week seems like it took a month. Hmm. I have oh, no yeah. idea why. You know, Emily was out of town, and so there were like two entire days where I was just at my house by myself, just staggering around in a haze trying to figure out what the <laughs> fuck to do. <laughs> and the answer was always, smoke more weed. <laughs> huh. so, but I played a lot of Starseed Pilgrim, and while I don't agree with Jonathan Blow that Starseed Starseed Pilgrim is the most important thing to happen to video games wow. since Braid. <laughs> I, he, didn't, he didn't actually say that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I having having Certainly. actually gotten somewhere in it, I really like it a lot. I feel like I would like it more if I could get anywhere in it. Mm. I'm having. I I find it. Like, it's interesting. I really like things that expect you to figure them out on your own. But I don't like that this seems kind of punishing. The, the only change, if all it did was make it so that there wasn't falling damage and you didn't die if you fell off the bottom of the screen, well, the problem with then that, that is, would fix it for but me, I think. You will... When you learn more about it, you will understand why it has to be that way. Hmm. You're right that it sucks. Yeah. But it has to. I'm like, I'm like, I need like maybe two more seeds to get to the second gray platform. Oh. And I had just played over and over and over and cannot both get the key and get some hearts and not fall off the bottom of the screen. You just get get better. You just get better at it. And, and. The, the 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 new islands that you reach, it's the same game but with slightly different rule sets okay, on geez. each of them. And it doesn't explain it, but a lot of them, as you get further along, it makes it a lot easier to collect seeds. Okay. Right? They'll just be like, all right, so now the orange blocks instantly extend to their full length. Okay. Or whatever. This in this one, the pink ones grow faster. Oh, so that like, would be nice. The, yeah, there and there and but then there are some of them where it's like, all right, this is everything grows twice as fast, but you can't dig. Huh. Like they're, they're each huh. of each of the islands is just a is just a very slightly different take on the basic physics of it. The one that I'm on at the end is I feel like it's trying to do me a favor by the way that it works, 
but I don't really understand how to take advantage of this favor. Hmm. I feel like I have never been closer and never been further away from opening the three key door hmm. in in the rule set of this particular one that I've that I've found. And I just I it's I don't know. Interesting. I do I do wish that there was a little bit more explanation of what like I don't know how many of the gray islands there are and so I don't know how far along I'm on I think I'm on the seventh one but I don't know hmm. and I kind of at this point would just like to look at a map <laughs> so that I can see if there's uh, so I can missed, see if there yeah. is anything else I don't know if this game has an ending Right. And part of that's that's part of the game not explaining anything to you is at any point that you get stuck, you don't know if you're stuck or if the game is just over. <laughs> right. And so I don't know. Play it until you don't have any more questions is what yeah, Jonathan right. Blow suggests. I don't. I mean, <laughs> if my if my only remaining question is, is there any point to me continuing to play this game? <laughs> Am I done yet? Does that count as a question? <laughs> I think it probably does, right? Like I, my guess is that is a statement that I mean, you clearly there's clearly a door that you haven't opened, so you 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 know that. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. No, you, there there is something that I haven't done that I don't know what it does when I do it, but the fact that that is doable under the right circumstances on the first world means that I don't I don't know how important it can be. Hmm. Right? Yeah, it's I yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not going to sit and say that this is like God's gift to to video games, but well, I Well, you haven't finished it yet, so maybe No, I yeah. <laughs> no, I mean maybe there maybe there will be some revelation at the end, but I don't, you know, I'm not 100% sure that I am going to go back to it, right? Because oh. I'm just kind of floundering around at this point. Hmm. Right? Like I think that I've got every direction I go I find evidence of my having been there before. So the world, I think, wraps around, and I think I've been to all of the places that you can go, but I don't know because maybe there's a direction that I can strike out from some other place hmm. that I've been. Towards you. And it's neat. <laughs> it's neat. It's a neat game. Yeah. The sound The sound is really nice. Like, I kept finding myself like wanting to listen to podcasts while I was playing it, but then enjoying listening to the sounds of the game mm, so much mm -hmm. that I stopped. It's really aesthetically pleasing. I like the I art style and that you you bought Monaco. I assume you haven't had a chance to play that. No, yet. I did. That was actually that's the next thing on my list. I played oh, about good. I played about fifteen minutes of Monaco this morning before I uh, before I came here because I wanted to uh, I wanted to be able to talk about it. My my very very first impressions. So it is. Monaco is like a version of Hotline Miami made by somebody who would be fun to talk to at a party <laughs> <laughs> rather than a frustrating, infuriating chore to talk to at a party. Um, it's super whimsical. Okay. Uh, it's got a cool soundtrack. It has, I didn't exactly get what was going on with the aesthetic at first, but the levels, the map of the level that you're looking at is a blueprint that you like you know what you know how this place is laid out but the things that are within your line of sight switch to a tile set that's representative oh, of of being in the cool. world which yeah. is super it's super subtle and super clever yeah that's great yeah um that's clever so you know it's like you know where some stuff is i it's probably not entirely accurate but it's like you mm -hmm. you know where all the doors are and stuff Right. You just don't. Yeah. So it's like I didn't. I played to the point where you unlock. You know, I played like two missions, and you unlock the second dude, 
Uh, the second, who, like, character class? Yeah, the second character has, like, a different ability. Um, and I'm stoked. Like, I looked at how little of the screen was taken up by the little linked nodes that represented the levels that were playable, and I was like, yeah, this is a lot of game. <laughs> I've, heard that, I've heard that it's long. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Sweet. No, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, the other thing, I finally... Uh, I went back into. I didn't talk about this last time because I like we ran out of time and I skipped my entire "What have you been playing?" segment. But uh, I pl- I got uh, the Knife of Dunwall, the DLC mm-hmm. for Dishonored, and my experience with it was like everybody else's experience with it that I've heard talk about it, which was like, "Fuck, I don't remember this game being that hard." <laughs> but it's been a long time since I played it, and so I was like, "Oh, you know why I don't remember Dishonored being this hard is because I played through Dishonored on easy." <laughs> so I started a new game of the Knife of Dunwall on easy, and I also decided, you know what? Since I am an a, since I am an assassin in this game, I am gonna I'm gonna just play where I kill dudes instead of <laughs> instead of knocking dudes out. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because which you is very, like different than that you played through the first game as like a trying like not a to no kill, kill trying or, not to kill yeah. anybody. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't Succeed decide that. that until after the first mission and where I had already killed some people, and then if I accidentally killed someone. You didn't care. Uh, yeah, I didn't. It depended on how much progress I was going to lose by restoring okay. to a previous save. Switching from Bioshock Infinite to back to Dishonored, where it's like, you know, loading tip, save often. What? What is <laughs> save? I've already I've already been indoctrinated into Ken Levine's Brave New World, where you can't save, and all of all of your choices have permanent consequences. Um. But. Yeah, I enjoy. I played all the way through the first uh, the first mission of the the DLC, and it was pretty cool. There was some good story stuff there. So it has a different rather than having like a base that you go to between missions. Before every mission, you like you get a store that is you sort of buying equipment and buying upgrades, and then calling in favors from your contacts. So it's like if you buy this favor. Uh, somebody will leave a rune that they found laying around for you to collect. Like, this stolen shipment will be left in a place where you can get to it. Hmm. We will have somebody write the write the code to this safe on a wall where you can see it. Huh. And so, you know, I did that when I went into the first level. I, buy, you know, I just bought all. Like, you'd have, you'd be dumb not to buy all of these things. Mm-hmm. It's it's, but it's neat that it presents you with that, and then they are affordable with a totally reasonable amount of gold for you to collect. So you start with enough money to buy a bunch of upgrades, so that's cool too. But um, that might also depend on difficulty, I guess. But there's one where he's like, all right, I wrote the combination to this safe on a wall, and you gotta go find it, and then you go and you find the safe and you open it. But then later in the level, there was another safe, and I was like, huh, okay. Well, I don't know where I'm gonna find the combination to this safe, so I'm looking around for some like rational, in-world, like, oh, I wrote somebody a letter where I told them, my safe combination is one, two, three. Isn't that hysterical? Or, you know, an audio grab where it's like, damn it, I told the guys in maintenance to stop resetting my safe combination to two, six, seven, but they keep resetting my combination to two, six, seven. How am I going to get them to stop doing that? But in fact, what happened, like, this was, this drove me nuts. I went and there was like a bulletin board and there was a piece of paper on the bulletin board that was interactable. And I went to read it and it was like, 
you know, factory fatality report. Over the last five weeks, there was one incident which involved two fatalities. And I was like, God, if the fucking combination to that safe is 512, I'm going to be pretty upset. Yeah. So I went back to the guy's office. It's fucking 512. That's And dicks. I was just like, all right. Well, Come on. So maybe this guy has some weird OCD where <laughs> yeah. he always okay. rekeys sure. his safe <laughs> to be... <laughs> To be the, the, the number of days in the fatality report, and then the number of incidents, and then the number of people who died. But then I was thinking, what what happens on the day when he gets the report that's like, 12 people were killed? <laughs> it was like, fuck. <laughs> Laverne, I need you to order me a new safe. Yeah, I was say, <laughs> he has a different safe for those occasions. It's, like there, I remember there Is being... It, was it a safety report? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. It was just. It was just. It was just not a thing you would use to pick a fucking safe combination. Like, there, I remember there being a safe in. Maybe the, it's just coincidence. It could be. <laughs> in the in the in the original Dishonored campaign, there was a thing where there was a safe, and it was the the combination to the safe was just like the number that was painted on the side of a ship in one of the paintings. And it was labeled as, like, the owner of the safe's first ship or whatever. Yeah, that was right. a thing that actually made some yeah, sense, right? Like, this is a number that sure. the guy knows. Yeah. You know, it would be like... It would be like if in the office there was just, like, a picture of me with a big pot leaf that clued everyone to the fact that every three-number combination <laughs> for everything is always 420. <laughs> Because lol, <laughs> I mean that's pretty close to the truth. No, I, yeah, I, it's so the people that I know could guess a lot of my combinations to things, right? People, yeah, I'm I'm kind of wondering, like, do I? You know, I'm getting old enough where I need to worry about this. Do I need to write a document which is all of my important passwords, or do I think that you could deduce all of my passwords given enough time? <laughs> I doubt it. You have a scheme that I don't know. It okay. is possible that if you wrote down any one of them. I have that in the safe deposit box. Your scheme or a list of passwords? A list of passwords. Okay. Um, From which your scheme is probably... Yeah, you would be able. You would probably be able to figure out a lot of them. I, it, to be to be honest and fair, it is a list of passwords from like two thousand six. Well, that's that's the thing, right? Because if you <laughs> change them, yeah, you'd you'd figure them out, though. So I'm not worried about that. If my if if after the event of my death, it becomes a puzzle to try to salvage <laughs> the remaining shreds of this business, uh, then then yeah, then you're fine. Then go. Just make sure that people get injured in the right proportions <laughs> that, that you can exactly. reconstruct the, the safe code. Uh-oh. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're the only one who lives here anymore. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's news, but I got to pee and get another beer. I also, I also need to pee. So if... What's in the news, Kevin? That's an excellent question. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? Um, Skyrim. Uh, is in the news. No, uh, <clears throat> the you you know what the Oculus Rift is, right? The that yes. headset with the three D. You know what the Oculus is, right? Rift. <laughs> yes, that's the uh, the giant eye that watches everything we do. That's um, the Panopticon. No, that's that's the building we live in, in which the guards see oh, everything we do. Okay. 
The Teleopticons. Uh, <laughs> so somebody somebody wrote a mod that uh, lets you play Skyrim on the Oculus Rift, which okay could be cool, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know how like sick I would get doing like a. Uh, I thought you were gonna say I don't know how sick the skateboard tricks I could pull off <laughs> in Skyrim would be if I skateboard just had tricks. Oculus Rift. Skateboard off of the what was it the tit of the world i forget like, what it was called that is, i mean I, you know not having played with an oculus rift at all like i i am worried about it just being really disorienting for my uh my what limbic system what is Eyes? the what is this my brain my my the thing that figures out which side up you are uh, yeah the, your, like, vesti- like your it, vestibular system vestibular that's the i think that's the word i was looking for yeah I feel like you'd probably get used to it. Maybe. I, you know, that shit is still a technological dead end until proven otherwise. I, I mean, I think people are pretty excited about the Oculus Rift, right? Like, like a bunch of people have said, finally, virtual reality, you know, is is something we might, you might experience because of this or whatever, right? Like, it's it's done right. Mm. This was, it was, this was the kickstarted project, right? That was like, some kid was like, why why is this not like we have the tech now why has nobody done this i'm gonna totally do this and that's that was what he set up to do so maybe man wake me up when google glass is a google face and just covers your entire face (laughs) like one of those one of those creepy dudes from the black hole yeah yeah or uh, one of those uh, plague doctors with a big beak okay (laughs) uh let's see here uh, Fez is now available for pre-order on Steam and GOG. That is something that I, I expected to never happen. I thought, considering the format of some of the stuff that is in that, that it would never appear on another platform. Yeah, I'm curious how, what, what this is going to mean. Because like, some of the puzzles have to be rethought, right? Yeah. Like, so who knows? Unless they and make if- you play it with an Xbox controller. Like the dark like Dark Souls, it warns you before you buy it, you are gonna want a controller for this. Okay. Like I can see that. It is this okay. game is fucking garbage on the keyboard, is the unspoken <laughs> subtext of the, that. Like it was ported from talking to Phil Fish, it sounds like he had almost nothing to do with the port. So I'm guessing that not much, if anything, was rewritten in terms of like the puzzle design or whatever. I think so. I am a lot more likely to play it on a PC because I'm at a PC all the time, whereas to yeah. play something on a console, I have to like go downstairs and wait an yeah. hour for percentage bars to... I have not played anything on a console in quite a long time because of I really want to play Battleblock Theater, hmm. but I, it's probably just not going to fucking... Like a, it's probably that's just like a not party game, isn't it? Or I've, I keep hearing about it in terms of like being played with a bunch of people. Well, the, there's a two-player campaign mode. I mean, it's like, you know... Castle Crashers would have been fun as one person for a while. Sure. But it was way more fun with a group. Yeah. And then it was zero fun when our <laughs> fucking saves got deleted. Sure. And then I was uh, like, fuck you, Tom Fulp. I'll never trust you again. Speaking of consoles. Speaking uh, of Tom Fulp. You can now order pizza from Pizza Hut on your mm. Xbox 360. Congratulations. So Xbox technology has caught up with World of Warcraft technology. Can you order pizza from within World of Warcraft? I believe so. I don't what? think. I think. It's there was an oh, April Fool's joke about Maybe a slash pizza EverQuest. command in EverQuest. I don't know that was that, that was Was that an ever, April Fool's joke? Well, I don't know. Maybe it was real. 
You know uh, what else you can use to order a pizza is uh, this little thing that a guy named Alexander Graham Bell invented called the telegraph. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, when you want pizza, you just send your wife out for pizza. (laughs) Same as like, I want some pizza on Kevin's birthday. (laughs) Okay, done. I have gotten really spoiled by the ability to order food on the internet. Yeah. So... I'm, someday I, we'll know. someday we'll be able to just remain perpetually teenagers well, from a social sus- standpoint because we never have to talk to anybody. I thought you were going to say suspended in uh, like in some sort of tank <laughs> where our nutrient needs are just taken care of. I'd be okay with that. <clears throat> uh, and then the only other uh, news item that I thought was interesting was uh, a sort of a local news item. Um, there was apparently uh, at the corner, I think it was the uh, corner of Apache and Rural on the sidewalk in Tempe, Arizona, which is, you know, maybe three or four miles from our office or whatever, um, a gold box that had like question marks on the side. So like sort of a Mario themed box and people called the bomb squad because <laughs> they were afraid that it was an explosive device. Because the terrorists have won. I mean, when they blew it up, did coins spray out? I don't think they blew it up. I think they just opened it because I don't think they're quite as as paranoid. Um, And it was just like there were just papers inside, right? Like I think it was just somebody throwing out some sort of art project or whatever. I you know I don't know I don't know if the the full story was ever discovered, but like, you know, granted there was you know there had just been a recent sort of national news story about a bombing yeah Um, i mean considering the circumstances of the last what week i feel like it's not that surprising no but it's still fucking ridiculous Mm. it's still insane i mean if it's still happening in three months Mm. i would be more inclined to call that insane Uh, but you know people are not freaked out um, you know, well, at least people that I, I know are not freaked out every time they walk by a trash can or a no. mailbox or right, and that's where you would car. fucking put it. No, you're not going to put it in like a goddamn Moonanite's light bright. Well, yeah, you know? okay, that's true. That's true. Yeah, man. Unless that's what they want you to think. You know, Justin McElroy took the flack for this, but he posted a thing like, "Hey guys, since September 11th." Three people have died in terrorist attacks. Yeah. 500,000 people have died in car wrecks. Like, uh, why the fuck are you afraid of the thing that is the least likely to kill you? Ba- yeah, I, the statistic I read was that you are more than twice as likely to be killed by being struck by lightning as by a terrorist attack. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're more likely to be struck by lightning than... It was like that episode of Penn and Teller's Bullshit where that woman who... I don't even remember if it was maybe like a woman whose kid had been abducted by somebody just going around interviewing people like, what are you doing to protect your child from lightning? What are you doing to protect your child from being abducted by a child molester, you know, and and, and murdered? And then, you know, like nothing for lightning and all of this stuff Uh for child molesters. Like, well, lightning is 100 times more likely to kill your child than... So, I mean, here's here's a question. When somebody says that three people have been killed in terrorist attacks, like, 
what do you consider a terrorist attack, right? Because there was like that guy at Fort Hood in Texas that killed 13 people, right? Like, is that terrorism? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, going on a rampage with a gun does not seem to me to be categorizable as that more than like sort of like blowing up civilians at random. Yeah, I kind of feel like terrorism generally has some manner of like it's purpose, kind of political, a message, a political yeah, backing, yeah. which you know we don't we don't know if this did or not. Joe Biden called them cowardly knockoff jihadists. Wow, <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking front page of CNN. It's like <laughs> badass Joe Biden <laughs> makes fun of bombers. Like, did you see the the like? I don't know if it was Reddit. Or if it was just just on Imgur or whatever, but the um, the conspiracy theorists about this not actually being perpetrated by those by the two suspects that they uh, they talked a little bit about that in the Metafilter mega threads, but the, it was it was declared nonsense pretty quickly, so that the thread didn't get derailed. You know, being declared I don't nonsense know enough about like they're, like I, all of the things that I've seen are just like all of these pictures from the internet. And like quotes of st- about stuff, and I'm like, I don't know about the sources of any of this, so yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to like look at this and decide whether any of this is bullshit or not. Did you guys hear about that short-term Dow plummet because yeah, the, the oh, yeah. Twitter got yes. hacked? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. All right, let's let's uh, piss everybody off. Yeah, woo. So, for our 100th episode, uh, we have decided to alienate everyone and start over with a whole new batch of listeners with this assignment. I don't know if that's true. Dude, fuck Yoshi's Island. Yeah, no good. Wow, you guys, that's, that's, I I did not, like, fall in love with it, but I definitely don't hate it. It's, it is. Zach hates it more than I do. I don't hate it, I just don't. I was, I was really looking forward to playing this. This and Metroid Super were, were two <laughs> games that I did not play when they were contemporary, but that are so well regarded that I felt like I was saving them for a time when I deserved a treat. <laughs> like, oh. I, I got to do what so many people would want to do, which was be, would be to play this game for the first time. And I do not understand why anyone likes. Yeah. It, I so, mean, it's got a couple of mechanics that I think are interesting, but like the the turning, uh, you know, turning the monsters into your ammo, which fault trails around behind you, which I think mm-hmm. is an interesting way of showing how many you've got left. And the it's, the targeted it's shot that, is though, interesting. Too. Like, have you gotten to the part where you where it tells you no. different colored eggs do different? No, things? I I played it until uh, the same monster knocked me off the same bridge into lava twice in a row, and then I quit. I have the exact same experience as Riff, except it was twenty times in a row. I, after four entire games of running out of lives, could not beat one four because I kept getting killed. Yep. I just so, was like, I, mean, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't. I've I've, no one has ever states, said, I've so, never, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't have I have a different states. experience, and I definitely was more frustrated with it before I, like, 
started sort of heavily investing in in save states or whatever. People but... people in the forums talked like I was fucking crazy for saying that the game stressed me out and for saying that the game was hard because they're like, this game is really easy and really relaxing to play. <sighs> no, I've easy. never heard anyone. <laughs> <sighs> Man, I am not that bad at. Vi- I joke about how I'm bad at video games, but I am not that bad at fucking platformers. It you are a fucked up weird shape. So the, I'm gonna I'm gonna elucidate my problems with okay. Yoshi's Island as a platformer and the reasons that I felt like I had a hard time with it. You are a fucked up weird shape. There is no sense of where your center of gravity is, right? Which just makes it hard to look at where you're going and figure out where you're going to be. The fucking double jump is the grossest, most frustrating control mechanism. The goddamn way in which you jump, and then if you hold the the fucking thing down, you float, but then you float slightly higher than you were. It, Jesus fucking Christ, every time I had to watch myself just fall in a fucking hole just barely unable to get onto a goddamn platform because of the way that fucking thing worked. Huh. The... I would rather everything just instantly kill you than do this shit with the fucking baby in the bubble. The floating baby is really annoying. It's like, oh, something hard is going on? There's something challenging? Let's make it fucking worse. Let's have this thing randomly fly up to just out of your reach so you have to spend more time flailing around with this floaty-ass platforming. Oh, also, whenever you touch stuff, we'll just pause for half a second just to fuck you up. (laughs) Do you not just shoot the baby right away? I didn't know you could. Yeah, if you shoot the baby, it, it falls out of the bubble and you can just catch it. Yeah, the uh, the time that so the, the times that the, the, the times problem. that this got the worst were in one four when there was all that lava, and then the just hugely vertical levels where it's just like a big square where oh you lost the baby and then you fell down. Oh, I guess you're just uh, fucked and just flail yeah. around for ten seconds, but there's no fucking way you're gonna get back up there. Hmm. I, That's like, interesting. I am not at all charmed by the art style or the cuteness of the game, and so I had no ability to forgive the just crazy, crazy punitive gameplay elements. And I don't understand why no one else on Earth has ever characterized this as being a game that was hard or punitive. They, because um, it is... There were definitely people who hate this game. Like, our, our forums were extremely... I did a search for fuck Yoshi's Island in quotes <laughs> and it only returned holy fuck Yoshi's Island is awesome wow. and things similar to that <laughs> and it, 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 this is this is one of those things that it does not make me feel like I am crazy it makes me feel like the world is crazy <laughs> Given, I listened so you guys are not playing it on the original platform you're playing it on the 3DS right yeah, so maybe we're playing the something... Game Boy Advance version of it. Version, yeah. So you guys are playing it on, like, a a crazy modern piece of hardware playing an old port of the original Super NES game, right? So maybe you should you should get the ROM and play it. Uh, I don't think I should. No, get the ROM and play it in an emulator, and maybe you will have a completely different experience of it, is, is what I'm saying. Like, I... I <clears throat> while not in love with the game, recognize that there is a bunch of stuff going on and it's it's pretty neat. Like, there are just tons and tons and tons of verbs going on here. Um, 
some of which, you know, I'm not particularly in love with like the aiming mechanism. That kind of drives me nuts um, when you have to shoot stuff. But I like I like the fact that there's so much stuff going on. I really liked uh, you, you guys didn't get there, but there's like a section where there are these like platforms that you jump on and they move in the direction that uh, they're, they're like there's an arrow pointed on them. And if you jump off of them, the arrow rotates so you can like control their path by controlling whether you jump just a Wasn't little bit it, off of them that or That was the thing from Super Mario World, right? That maybe. I mean See, like I I love Super Mario World. This is this is part of what this is part of what is is driving my opinion of this. I think that Super Mario World is one of the best games that has ever been made. The one thing that I didn't like about it was fucking Yoshi. I wish that all of the shit with Yoshi had just been excised from Super Mario World because that's the shit that I just did not like. It's like, hey, let's just make it so you control way worse and you have no idea what the fuck is going on ever. <laughs> hey, let's make a whole game of that. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I multiple times, like on the original Super Nintendo, I 100%ed Super Mario World and then I played it again on the GBA and 100%ed it again. And that was one of the things that was like, all right, I'm not that old. I can still like I can still pull off some tricky video game stuff. But then this it's like I I am I I, I I actively despise the art style of this game, and that is an extremely unpopular opinion, I recognize, but, like, it... There are compromises that you have to make when you are doing the art for a functional product, and a video game is a functional product, and they didn't... They weren't willing to make any of those compromises. Like, if your background artist wants to use the same color palette as the guy making the foreground tiles the only responsible thing to do as a video game maker is to say, I'm sorry, background artist, you may not do that. And if he says, but I want to, you say, I am sorry, background artist, you must not do that. And if he says, well, I'm going to anyway, you say, fuck you, background artist, don't let the door hit you on the way out, be sure and tell your replacement that you must use a more muted color palette for the background art, so that you can tell which things are important because shit moves real fast and kills you in one hit in this game. <laughs> like, what? I, I, uh, Jesus Christ. Level two has just fucking insta death. Yeah. Half the size of the screen projectiles that come down too fast for you to react to. Like,. I don't they understand why somebody says it. They gonna, cast a shadow yeah. for not enough time for your floaty ass behemoth of a bullshit not moving when you hit the goddamn buttons <laughs> fucking dinosaur. He moves like a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> he's like a he's like a baby dinosaur. Mm -hmm. That's what Yoshi is. No, about. sure. It's a, so give me a fucking cartoon where Yoshi is cute at some shit. And maybe I'll watch it and say, oh, that guy's cute. But don't make me control that floaty ass. Yeah, yeah. Like, God, the way five he times as much fucking when inertia. He, when he lands. Oh, God. I hated that. I wasn't even planning on spitting so much bile at this. But, like, <laughs> I. This is a case of expectations having been set up, right? Yeah, I could see that. That being more disappointing. Because I had no expectations other than you saying, oh, that I've heard that is good. So that's that was like the entirety of yeah. Life. But I mean, I've heard that is good from everyone. Sure. I listened to last night. I was like, I could either play some more Yoshi's Island, 
or I could re-listen to the Watch Out for Fireballs yeah, about yeah. Yoshi's Island and see if they say anything that makes me believe that I live in the same world as other yeah. men. And if they're listening, sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, so I, 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 the thing that makes me say that it is not hard is I. So I. I hundred percented the first eight stages or whatever, which unlocks the extra level, and that. That is a fucking hard level. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what people say. So here's a question. I yes. I read that on did it did the red coins look different than the non-red coins? Very slightly. Like I in, until someone mentioned that, I would not have noticed. But yeah, they have a slight tinge to them. So I didn't bother with the collection aspect. So this game yeah. is about the collection aspects. But well, but that is that is one facet. But the platforming is so punishing that I felt like focusing on the collection aspects was such a waste of my time because yeah, don't don't even bother. Like this, it doesn't give you any any particular benefits. Getting the getting all the flowers makes it so you get a, a better chance of getting an item at the end or a chance at items. But other than that, what are I really uh, what are items in this game? Uh, they are so. When did you ever get a flower at the end of a stage that gave you a bonus round? I did once, but I didn't. Uh, I I uh, I pushed my luck too hard on it. There are two different kinds of bonus rounds. One is just a scratch card where you can get from zero to five extra lives, and then there is one where you can um, try to get items, but it's like an all or nothing situation. Um, items are, uh, the kinds of items that I've gotten are plus, uh, what are those things, stars, I guess. So like adding more time to your Mario timer or making it easier to get to the the 30 stars to come to like 100% a level. Um, and they'll just like, you, you just use one of those and it just like fills up your star meter. Um, you can get a full ammo item which just fills up your ammo if you have none uh and this is for the next level this is when you use it oh you 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 hit that you hit pause and then in the bottom right hand corner is a little inventory that you have um and there but there are also usable items that that um cause yoshi to to have a an attack that's like there's one that's like a little machine gun there's one that's like a little freeze breath there's one that's like a fireball thing it's it's like the items change gameplay pretty significantly um and i kind of wish that they were more forthcoming with them especially if you're having trouble like it seems like they give them to people that are doing really well already well are they giving them to people that are playing like i could have gone back through the first couple of levels after having beaten them and, and gotten more you know chances at that i guess yeah well but actually focused on collecting stuff rather than just trying to fucking get it over with which is what every right. fiber of my being was screaming at me to do just close the goddamn 3ds just close it just close it <laughs> and throw it off a bridge so that you don't have to do this anymore luckily luckily i i stand by my assessment that the 3ds has a battery life of about 45 seconds <laughs> <laughs> I unplugged it from the fucking charger, brought it to work, played Yoshi's Island for about an hour in the beginning of the day, and it was blinking red at me by the time I drove home from work. Wow. I don't understand. Like, Did you store it with the screen on and the music loud 
during the rest yeah, of the Yeah, it was just open and turned up all the way. And I think I, I, um, I had a bunch of external peripherals, like a, fa- like a USB yeah, fan. Yeah. And it was sitting on it. a hot plate. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I think at some point I'm going to buy a 3ds XL, and I'm going to be really disappointed if the battery life is only like two hours. It's better than that. It's not being used to like an iPad battery life. It's nowhere near. But that being good. used to but a DS, like I feel like, it's like I feel like my DS, hours. I would play it for an hour and close it for a day, and play it for an hour and close it for a day, and play it for an hour and close it for a day, and I had to charge it like once a month. I I mean I I mostly keep mine plugged in actively whenever I'm not in the middle of playing it but the times when I have left it unplugged it will usually sleep for roughly 24 hours before it turns red wow how yeah cuz my exper- my experience is that it will sleep for about 5 hours before it turns red that's weird huh i don't know <clears throat> I I can't even say that I wanted to like this game. I didn't have any Mine, impressions mine's of it an at XL. all. No, mine's maybe not. It's, mine's okay. Maybe that's the difference. So my and, and you know, it's this might be tied into your uh any electronics I touch explode. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that, that could yeah. be it. Your personal magnetism. I didn't have any particular opinions about Yoshi's Island going in, except that, oh, everybody says this game is really good. Yeah. I should play it. And I just, I found it so stressful and frustrating to play. I found it really tedious and like, why I don't care. And right up until the point where I found it frustrating and put it away. I I think the 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 lack of a timer protected me from feeling like it was tedious. Um, no, sorry, the the like the, the protected me from feeling like it was stressful. Like, uh, but I could I can maybe see the tedious argument. Like, there are places where I will, I'll try to do something and then I won't. I'll fail to hit something with all of my ammo, so I'll go back to the like little fountain that shoots out dudes until your ammo is full. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there were a couple of secrets that I thought were pretty cool. There was, I was, I, you know, because I was 100, 100%ing it as I was going along, I got to the end of a level and I was like, uh, what the hell? I don't have all the things. I was being really careful. And there was just like one hidden thing that like, it was not telegraphed at all where you just had to do like a, a stomp in a particular place. And I just happened to luck into it before I gave up. But like the, the them hiding stuff in the game is pretty pretty good like there's a bunch of places where you get up above the screen and collect coins out out of the view of actual play huh um sort of like what was that other game that we just played that had that uh, ducktales 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 yeah mario was, had that some, some too that. like going to the warp pipes and... but there weren't were there coins up there like that i don't remember yeah. No, I think in neither of those were there coins up there. So yeah, in this one you are just basically whenever you're up there you're collecting coins, which is interesting because you're not you can't actually see what's going on. Well, that seems like I guess yes, that is interesting in the same way that the puzzles devised by the main character from Saw 
are <laughs> interesting. Uh, n- never red coins. Red coins are are visible. These were all okay. the gold coins, which all they do is, as you collect them, they add up to extra lives, like the same kind of way. A hundred, a hundred of them is like an extra life or something. I'm sorry, listeners. I know from the forums that a lot of you are going to be disappointed in you. Yeah. I mean, you know, clearly, clearly we do not all have the same reactions. Like I'm still, I, yeah. I want so desperately to like Binding of Isaac and I just have not been able to get there. My, so, my hope know. is that nobody expected me to like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I wonder if it's one of those things like the Goonies. Right. What I'm curious to hear from is oh, if we went, if, another guy who played Yoshi's Island uh, for the first time when he was 35. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if I'd have patience for the Goonies going back to it. Not the game. I'm talking about the movie. Like, oh. if you saw the if you saw the Goonies now for the first time, you would not be impressed by it. Right. It holds up for us because we have seen it. Because we are watching it both in real time and in our memories. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I would enjoy it. I think I would not be as impressed with it as I was as a little kid. Yeah. Well, thanks for shitting all over my point. <laughs> my point that I arrived at in this exact conversation with you earlier. Yeah, earlier. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. I saved the rebuttal for the cast. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> all right. So, Kevin, what are we doing next? Well, uh, we're going to play Super Metroid. Riff is gone next week, so we're going to do Super Metroid as a two-week assignment. Okay. And we're, are we, maybe just, we'll just release a taco next week? Oh, we could. Yeah, we could just not do a video games hot dog next week. That sounds, that sounds easy. Riff is going to be gone. Yeah. I could skip a KOL podcast, too. You could have two whole weeks to just go, I don't even know what, go on a boat ride to the moon. You can take a boat to the moon? Yeah, it only takes two weeks. Get there and back. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Get some souvenir cheese. <laughs> did you did you guys know that April is spelled differently in French and in Spanish, but just by changing the letter P to a different letter? Yeah, it's Abril in, in Spanish. What is it in? Yeah. It's Avri- Av- Avril? Avril. In, yeah. Uh, yeah. What does it mean, Kevin? I don't know. It's I, it, it, to me. It seems like some sort of puzzle by whoever designed all of our human languages. There's so uh, Jesus. There's some word that. Right. Uh, this is this is the shittiest anecdote. But there's some word that in one language is the. If you translate a particular English word into these two different languages, they are the uh, the reverse letters of each other. Rever- like like, ba- backwards? like backwards, front, yeah, front to back, or, spelled. But you don't know the word. I don't know the word or the languages. <laughs> okay, ah, I'll have to. I'll look it up and I'll I'll say in so two it's, weeks. What so it it's was. like king into a language where king is Rex and a language where king is Zer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. That was a good. Yeah, that was is, a good this story. Is, that's a tr- this is a tricky <laughs> yeah. uh, mind bender. If if we want to, yeah, we should start starting at episode 100. We're gonna end every episode. <laughs> yeah, with a mind bending puzzle brought to you by Will Shorts. <laughs> All right, um, Kevin. If somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail for our non-existent listener's mail segment, yes. Uh, well, here's a, here's a here's a tip, listeners. Send us more listener's mail, and then we'll do a listener's mail segment. You, you say that like there there have definitely I have seen. 
half a dozen questions come in on the forum. Half a dozen. Is enough for the entire listeners, listener mail segment. Well, here's what we need to do. You need to start managing the listener's mail. I don't check the Gmail ever. Uh, Okay, so I can imagine only one solution to that problem, (laughs) which is check the Gmail ever. God damn, you and your solutions to my problems. It's I always see it because it's just it's on my it's on my internet telephone device. It's got yeah. it's got right there. It's VGHD. We gotta we gotta thank you for making it to so many episodes, oh, that's including sweet. the earlier ones, which were terrible. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So you can tweet at us at VG Hot Dog. I hear Twitter's where it's all it, it's all happening. Uh, you could email us vghotdog at gmail.com. Which Kevin will see, or else yes. apparently, I'll have to or else he'll never see anything again. Uh, let's see. You could. Check out our forums, uh, which you can find at a link accessible via videogameshotdog.com. And once again, we apologize for all the crazy bullshit that you have to do to log into our forums. Uh, and then it could be worse. You could check us out uh, on iTunes and give us a review. And in the review, you could ask us a question because we would totally never see that. Twenty-five. I read the reviews. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I read the reviews, and sometimes when they're bad, I cry myself to sleep. Oh, I'm just kidding; they're never bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, I I sent out a a plea to our listeners, and I guess none of them works at Apple because I want to know what the fuck, how 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 does iTunes work? That we are not on any yeah. We have like fifty thousand listeners. No, it is weird. Like so so a lot. So the guys that do the Overthinking It podcast, they're like, yeah, so we showed up in the top 100 on this list. And then he also said this one time when I was a guest on there that they had like five times as many downloads as other episodes. I'm like, okay, so a a podcast with one-fifth as many fans as we have is breaking these top lists. (laughs) I think somebody at Apple just doesn't like us because we are racists. If that's if that's what's going on, then so be yeah, it. But they just just tell us. I just just tell us so we can yeah. start our own evil empire and start <laughs> excluding you, dummy. I'm just kidding. Tell us so that we can apologize and maybe send you a delicious cake pie. <laughs> apologize. Or, or cheese, uh, cheese-filled, uh, whatever it was. A, a ramekin of Arby's Danish? sauce. No, the sausage. Oh yeah, a che- oh right, a sausage right, right. The with a, a sausage with a thank you cheese message embedded in it. Yeah, right. Salami. Right. That was the one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, dear dear Apple, I'm sorry I said something offensive once. Love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <sighs> gentlemen, I have had a good time doing 91 or 100 episodes of video games hot dog with you. Yes, indeed. Here's to the next hundred in Jerusalem. Cheers. Bye-bye. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Skeevious.